everyone, and welcome back to Bebop Banter, the internet's premier anime podcast after our little one-week hiatus there, a little break over the 4th of July weekend. My name is Wes, and I'm joined here by my friends and co-host, Demetrius. Condoriano. 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 And Saeed. What it do, what it do. What it, what it do, baby boy. What it do, baby, uh, baby B. Ooh. Um, but we are back. Uh, thank you to everyone again. I just want to say it. I cannot say it enough. Thank you to everyone that listened to our Big 3 series and our Bob Culture after that. We had a lot of fun doing it. And we're looking forward to doing some more things kind of similar in the future. But they're going to be a little bit shorter. We're going to try to keep these to 30-ish minutes. And we're going to kind of start by setting a baseline in these next two episodes. So what is what do I mean by baseline? I mean this episode is going to be about what makes a series a 10 out of 10 for us for all three of us individually what are our personal tastes because it's not something we've really talked about that much i guess uh outside of us just liking certain individual series right um and then we're gonna follow it up with with an episode about kind of trash anime quote unquote trash anime stuff like tropes or different series or characteristics of stuff that can almost ruin a series now we're doing this because one we want to let you guys know what um we are into as a frame of reference going forward because again we might be talking more about individual shows we might be talking more about certain story beats or listing off things in episodes uh going forward but also to show you that there are different types of anime fans out there uh there are different people that prefer different things and weigh different aspects of it even amongst us three Um, differently when judging an anime but i want to before we even start make it clear that we might say some things in here um, or some some aspects of an anime series or or the way it's produced might way more important to us than to other people uh, just being 100 percent transparent and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna toss it over to demetrius to kind of kind of explain why some of these things that you might not think about are important are kind of important to us so take it away, my so friend. So just, just some little <clears throat> guidelines per se would be. That, you got that ready. If we're if we're watching a show, or at least you know I know among us as friends, if we're watching a show, we practice something called active watching. Um, and basically, what that entails is you know phone down. You know you're not on the phone. You're not. Uh, watching something else maybe you're doing a little bit here or there but your most of your attention is directed at the show the series the manga whatever it is because you have to see every little detail uh set up and just just practice being and experiencing everything that's being shown to you um, because if you don't do that you will miss a lot of details a lot of story things uh some setup so that's really just a call out as as a baseline for if you're watching a show um active watching is being engaged with the show passive watching is being on your phone uh playing a mobile game playing your switch uh having a full-blown conversation with someone while it's on in the background like doing that Yes, you'll still be watching the show, but you'll miss a good 
70 to 80 percent of it just because you're doing something else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'd and argue I passive guess... watching is okay if you're like on a rewatch or something yeah yeah 100 percent. i was just about to say that like i know for a fact when we like well we recently like we all know the story of berserk we kind of watch that we joke about the english dub watching through the 90s anime or like if we're rewatching a series there are little things we do like skipping opening sometimes or uh, messing around talking with other people during it on rewatches but it's funny and i want to point this out because it doesn't make you any less of an anime fan if you're not like the active watcher type of yeah person. we're not trying to be elitist but, here just yeah, <laughs> clarification clarification on that one but like with us it's funny as a friend group and pretty much it's it's i would say it's safe to say for all three of us and also to our friends that aren't on this podcast right now um that we constantly discuss anime with like we all kind of have our own little mini rituals when we go down to watch a new anime series for the first time like for me personally sometimes i don't even like to really eat or have my attention on something else when i'm watching it for the first time like i like it to be Maybe I, I, I like it to be maybe nighttime, as dark as it can be, kind of phone away, uh, as few distractions as possible. So again, they're, with us kind of all being similar in that, in that regard, there are going to be things here that you might not really care about. And um, oh, one thing, when thinking about if, what, what makes a series 10 out of 10. Go ahead, Demetrius. Go ahead. If people are blowing up my phone, I'm going to put it on mute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I started yeah, yeah. to notice. I was like, "Yo, I can't, I can't deal with this." Like, oh, it's it's an anime. It'll be done in twenty minutes. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna mute my phone. Right, and yeah. also I just wanna I wanna clear it up. We're, I'm oh, we don't want to give the impression we're all like a monolith thinking of what makes a ten out of ten. Because I know for a fact that I like series that uh, Demetrius and Wes might not like, and they like series that I might not like. So it's not gonna it's not the case that what we're saying is 100% the reason why a series has to be a 10 out of 10. It's our personal mm-hmm. opinions. Individual mm-hmm. tastes. Right, 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 yep. right. So, kind of on that note, on in the mindset now that we might be nitpicking anime, nitpicking Naruto, check out our Big 3 episode, uh, a little more than maybe the average viewer does, um, and or we may be actually like giving it more attention than a lot of people do. Um... With that in mind, I think we should just jump, yeah, jump right Let's into jump what makes a series it. a ten out of ten. Let's just jump right in, huh? huh? Let's just huh? jump in. Don't look before we leap. Nope. No. We Mary's well, gonna catch us. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, so, do any of you guys want to get started, or should I just should I just kick it off here? Hmm. What makes a ten out of ten? I mean, I, I got, can start. I got something. Oh, go ahead, Demetrius. Go ahead. And just you, say, you like, you know, for me, a 10 out of 10, just to say one thing out of, out of many, is the progression in story and characters has to make sense. It can't be, there can't be any huge deviations. It can't be, hey, I want to be, uh, for example, like a big series that we know of, like One Piece. It can't be. Hey, I want to be the Pirate King, and then something happens, and it's like, oh, I don't really want to be the Pirate King anymore. Like, that's that's kind of a deal breaker. It has to make sense within the universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the way I was kind of going to say it was, um, for me, every series I can think of, for the most part, because there are some series that are almost 10 out of 10s for me, or are, 
because of nostalgia or because of the way it affected me. But um, Mm -hmm. in more modern anime, uh, like Demetrius said, decisions that make sense, I like to think of it as being like a realistic decision. And not realistic to our world, but realistic to the anime. Because I think um, a way that all three of us probably view anime is when we're watching it, it's not like it's not like we a don't two-dimensional it because cartoon. It's a cartoon, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's its own world that we're kind of getting a peek into. And again, a lot of people might not view it that way, or it might sound as like, "Oh, you're taking it too seriously." But it is a media we're like super passionate about. So if there's a decision that kind of goes against the entirety of a character's, or even like a small decision that feels out of line, uh, right? Like maybe a character's whole. Um, thought process throughout an entire series is based on the trust of his friends and then one random stranger tells him his friend did something (laughs) wrong and it triggers a big fight like something that kind of invalidates a lot of setup or a lot of progression that we've known about that character uh, in their decision making process inconsistent character writing mm -hmm, exactly Um, which goes it just goes back to like the writing in general like if it's super cohesive um with very few plot holes and it gives me it makes me feel like i know the characters then it can be closer to that 10 out of 10 um 10 out of 10 right. rating right 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 my my consensus is basically the same as your guys is or when it comes to like the characters and stuff like that uh for me it's kind of weird because for me for an anime to be 10 out of 10 it doesn't necessarily need to be a perfect anime plot wise or even character wise because sometimes if it hits me emotionally, uh, I'll bump it up to a 10 out of 10. Like if it gives me like a visceral feeling while I was watching it, the initial watch, I'll be like, oh, wow. Like a profound type of thing that happens mm-hmm. whenever I watch fiction in general. And the way I judge anime is the way I judge any work of fiction, be it books, movies and whatever. I don't like knock it down because it's like an animated cartoon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, and I totally, I, I totally agree with that. Like, if I'm gonna pick a series in general, and I'm not saying it's a ten out of ten, but I can, you know, you remember series because of the way they affect you would be like a, uh, like a Devil Man Crybaby. Because if you haven't seen that show, I'm, I'm just picking this one because it came to mind first. Uh, that show, for it being only twelve episodes, had a very like it kind of spread throughout the internet and the world very quickly mm-hmm. because of what it was doing. Um, and I mean, it, some of it, some of it to me felt like shock value, but then other things were almost explored in a deep way, almost. Um, and that's not a 10 out of 10 for me, but I can definitely remember it like the emotional response to a show like that. Yeah, that's a good example of a show that, I feel like Wes and Demetrius don't have as a 10 out of 10, but I personally do because Mm -hmm. uh, just for me, the way it was, it was a shorter anime, first of all, and I feel like it got to the point pretty well for me. And I guess the way it ended for me personally, I felt like it was perfect, but other people can disagree, which I'm pretty sure Wes and Demetrius kind of disagree. (laughs) Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, I feel like we established this, but I kind of like messed up endings like that yeah but but the messed up stuff has to 
makes sense. It can't be messed up just for the sake of being messed up. And in my mind, that series ended in a way that made sense to me. I disagree, but mm-hmm. we're going to move on. Uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, I mean, that just highlights our individual taste. Like, we're not we're not all the same. Like, I, for example, uh, I like B-Stars, but that's not a 10, again. But that doesn't mean Wes likes B-Stars. No, no, no. Um, and so, I mean, like, a 10 series, for me, just, like, to pick an example, for me, right, this is what I like, uh... One would be Gintama. I think Gintama mm. is a perfect blend, like a perfect blend of emotion, uh, character writing, comedy, uh, serious like action, real consequences that just kind of like builds its own world and universe that makes it a really good show. Mm-hmm. Um, and gosh, they talk really fast in the sub really fast <laughs> oh yeah they do <laughs> but your reading, it's so good your reading speed will increase tenfold if you Big it's impossible to dub that series it's impossible oh, to dub impossible crunchyroll try yeah it's it's kind of unadaptable mm-hmm. um or at least untranslatable i don't think that's a word but yeah the comedy will not translate yeah it won't it, it just won't the whole kawaii thing yeah, it doesn't <laughs> it won't be the same thing in english what do they say? Q. No, yeah, no, like no, 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 no. yeah, it doesn't it doesn't here. work. Um, yeah, but like Gintama, Yuhak um, show, like I, I I just enjoy see I enjoy series that are definitely like they're definitely fiction and they're set in their own universe. But um, probably just a generalization would be like good action, uh, characters with emotion, and you know some some things that are like looking into the human aspect of what makes you human are, are always right, like themes right. that i enjoy good fiction mm-hmm. will make you reflect on the real world in my opinion yep and that actually goes perfectly into the next thing i was going to say um since we're all putting kind of examples because low key you know we're talking about series we like series 10 out of 10 given some examples so i was going to throw out uh steins gate as a 10 out of 10 series for me oh true true um, and kind of like Saeed said, it's powerful how fiction can make you reflect on kind of the real world. And in anime, I personally really enjoy when aspects of the real world are um, kind of folded into an anime series. I'm not saying that every 10 out of 10 series for me is kind of a more realistic, like you could see it taking place in the real world series, even though a good amount of them kind of are but um a series like steins gate where it's just enough sci-fi that it's it's unbelievable but could maybe be a little bit believable that also kind of ties into it like kind of spoofs on companies that are out there right now or internet conspiracies that were out there right now done in a mm-hmm. way with characters that like demetrius said all have kind of their own unique emotions and goals uh, throwing it back to how Saeed said, like, it emotionally can get you feeling a certain way. Like, Steinsgate, halfway through the series, you guys know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. I got I got hit by a little something. Right, right. Um, yeah. And then character decisions, again, that kind of make sense, um, given the world and the universe that they're within. Which, I guess, again, goes back to just really strong writing. 
Uh, I think something that I don't know if you guys will agree, but for me, a 10 out of 10 series doesn't have to have God tier animation. Right, right. right. Animation like, for me is a is a compliment like a to the story. Right. There's a mm-hmm. there's a theme I've noticed in I guess recent anime community type stuff in that if the animation is good, people hype up the series, saying it's one of the best series ever. I've noticed. Yeah. That. Can we take a can we take yeah. a moment? Because because Demon Slayer, I just finished rewatching Demon Slayer with a good friend of the show, Mr. Brett. Shout out to you. I know you're listening. Um. Demon Slayer has amazing animation. Some of the best I've ever seen on um, seen on any weekly show, right? Mm-hmm. Especially episode 19. I think the quality when we watched it was a little down because no place was officially streaming the English dub because, I mean, Brett only watches English dub. I got to watch it with my friend. but um, So the quality was maybe a little bit down. Because uh, it wasn't on like the official streaming site, but it was still really good. But it's not a ten out of ten series. Like Saeed said, Demon Slayer got hyped up to the point where it won Anime of the Year twenty nineteen, and it, it won Anime, anime of the decade. decade. Yeah, it made like, no that sense. Was, to that me. was gross. Like it's a good anime, good. but I feel like it might be a, this. I don't know if this is a hot take, but Demon Slayer plot, like plot wise, character wise, is nothing new. It's it does yeah, what it's, it it's nothing does. New. It does, I guess, I don't know if generic's the right word, but... It kind of just does it with, like, a really good breath of fresh air, almost. Right. It takes old tropes. Yeah, it takes basic shonen tropes and does it in a semi-unique way, but nothing too crazy. But the animation's really nice and the music's really nice. I almost want to compare it to going to outside of the medium for to have, like, a non-anime reference. Like, the first Last of Us game, Right. Yo, the chill. story was really good, but it wasn't <laughs> Yo, anything chill. like... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm praising <laughs> Last of Us. I'm praising Last of Us, the first one. The story was very, very good. The gameplay was really, really fun. But, like, as a, it was a brilliant game, right? But as a whole package, like, it wasn't really anything super new. Demon Slayer is kind of an equivalent to that in that, like, it takes other stuff that we've seen before and it elevates it to a level. But I think it got to an unhealthy level, especially in the Demon Slayer fan base. Um, for all the people out there that know about the different anime communities, like the people that started Demon Slayer on the anime and then went to the manga because the anime season ended and just caused like mad conflict because they weren't happy with the way the story was going. They weren't happy with the manga art style. Like there's a there's a level where you can get so hyped off of something just maybe because of the art style and because of the hype surrounding it without thinking about things like or forming an opinion on things like plot or character or pacing which isn't which is isn't even anything direction. we talk about yet yeah. but i think is really important like pacing and direction yeah um and you can get kind of swept up in it respectfully i have to respectfully say that i think last of us is a game at least for me and a lot of individuals similar to me, uh, it, it's just a so, like a story that wasn't done in a video game setting. So it was a very or, different like so yeah. like emotional response or just like a, a lot of investment in characters. I, I guess it's tough because it's like the way I, what I was trying to say, not to get too off too off topic, is like yeah, it's the first time it was done in a video game setting, but it like kind of took from all these other media into one really really good video game right 
um, yeah, and yeah, kind I of honed and perfected all of that. So I guess, in a way, it wasn't the best uh, comparison for Demon Slayer to grab like all of these other tropes from its medium and put it into one. But that was like the immediate thing to keep into my mind. But I will agree with you on that one. Like that was a big thing for video games to see something like that. And in a way, like kind of a big thing for Demon Slayer. But I don't think any of us have Demon Slayer as a ten out of ten series. No. No. Mm-mm. Like, it's still enjoyable, the... but it's yeah, not. It's, still it's yeah. not a. It's definitely not a ten out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I feel like for me, well, uh, since we were kind of seasoned, I guess. Is it, for you guys? Is it like a trait that you need to see now? A uniqueness factor for it to become a ten out of ten. Do you guys ever think about the fact that if you've never seen a show before and if you saw a Demon Slayer or any series and you've never seen these kinds of tropes before, do you think mm, your perception of the series saying. would be different because you don't know what's coming because you've never experienced something like that before? Right. Maybe like, that's so why you're newer, people... If you're right, newer that's, and you yeah. hadn't seen all this stuff, this is like super fresh to you. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's Maybe that's why people might think this, this is the best thing I've ever seen because they haven't seen stuff in the past. And if they go back that's and like, watch it, they're going to compare it to the new thing that they, that they just watched. Uh huh. That's why I think it's point. harder for people. It's harder for people in the anime community to go back and watch older stuff, having started on newer stuff, right? Right. Be- because to them, like a lot of just like technology, just like video games, just like anything in life, you can have a really, really good concept, and then over time, people will just chip away and chip away and chip away until you have such a good version of it, right? So it's really hard for a lot of people that started on, like, a Demon Slayer or, like, a Black Clover even, right? Because, Saeed, you and I have had this discussion before because mm-hmm. our, our opinions differ on Black Clover. Right. But um, it, it would be hard for someone to, like, go back and watch Black Clover which is, or that started on Black Clover, which is such a, again, like, another crystallization of like pure shonen tropes right that might be a 10 out of 10 for them and then go back to the series that kind of we grew up on that are more close to 10 out of 10s or series that even inspired the other think that that's better yeah right i think i really enjoy shonen like if i'm going to a demographic Mm -hmm. shonen is pretty much my way to go and maybe like a little bit of supernatural yeah Maybe Sci-fi that's why, as like I that. grow, like, since I brought up that fact, the uniqueness factor, maybe that's why I kind of lean towards the Sanian genre for most of my 10 out of 10s I've noticed are Sanian. It's hard for a shonen for me to become a 10 out of 10 nowadays. Because usually Sanian are even more rooted in real world uh, themes and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. they're a little bit more mature. Like any Naoki or Sawa series for me. That I've read so far has been ten out of tens for me. Hey, Saeed's mature. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big boy. No, it's He's just that they, they do things. <laughs> Go back yeah, and they, listen to our Sanian episode. Yeah, if you have this time this might also be the day. fact that since I've consumed manga mainly from the shonen perspective, when I switched to Sanian, it was new to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if I started with Sanian and went to Shonen, it would have had the reverse effect. Hmm. Yeah. That's it's also point. it's also kind of building on that interesting to think about like we talked about it's hard for people that start on newer stuff to go back and watch older stuff and maybe like appreciate it but not think of highly as that series 
but there are mm-hmm. definitely people out there, and I'm 100% guilty of this, um, that grew up on older series that then will see the next big, like, super hype series. Black Clover, again, is an example. And just, like, not care about it, right? Right, because it's because like, I've seen it already. It I know I know this whole spiel, whatnot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there's always, like, a... Hmm. There's this weird cycle that kind of goes both ways, uh, I think. But that's true. Yeah, it's it's interesting. The timing definitely it does it does matter. I think for me, like uniqueness factor might not be as big of a as big of a thing. Even though I literally just said like, oh, I'm not gonna give this series that big of a chance. Even though I do read Black Clover weekly, so. Just because I don't watch the anime doesn't mean I don't keep up with it. But <laughs> even though I just said, like, oh, I won't give this a chance because I already kind of... I like the older stuff. It's built off of better. Like, sometimes I like stories that really... Like, I guess Demon Slayer is another example, going back to that, even though it's not a 10 out of 10. Like, I like it because I feel like it does a good job of hearkening back to stuff I used to watch and used to really like without being too, like, ham-handed in its copying. So anime is like this weird nebulous thing where ranking series can be really, really tough. And I think you guys you guys will agree because you could have like, I don't know, sometimes there's e- there'll even be a series that like tries something really, really unique and fails at it that I'll like more than something that tries something very, very basic and succeeds at it. So there's a big culmination of factors in 10 out of 10 series. I think I think uniqueness is a bigger thing for me than I thought. I'm actually looking at my list, and none of these are. They have some overlapping themes, but a lot of them are different, huh? So like, uh, I personally like you know this might disagree with some people. Hot take, but I think I think for when it was created, I really enjoyed the first season of attack on titan mm-hmm. and and i'm not saying what it's turned to into is bad because i'm actually not current with the manga um but to me it it, it has evolved into something bigger uh for some that's a good thing for me i actually enjoyed like the the struggle setup that they had created versus kind of what it feels like it's going to is like a war if that makes sense mm-hmm. um yeah I'm, I'm the same way about that series too and i mean like emotional stories and, and movies if they're gonna be a 10 out of 10 for me animation animation does play a factor um i'm not gonna disqualify it if it looks a little off um characters are a big piece I think I already talked about emotion, um, but like consequence is a big thing for me too. If if this is going to be a story, and a, a main character or a side character makes a mistake, I, I want it to make. It has to have a real consequence, like sense of danger. Basically, has to yes, be there. it has to have a sense of danger. Sometimes, whatever, whatever sense, it's trying to emulate. It has to be. It has to be real. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Like an example of something that makes me uh, a little irritated is in, for example, One Piece. You know, minor spoiler if you haven't seen One Piece. But 
uh, in Alabasta, Pell does not die mm. when he takes the bomb that was supposed to yeah. kill right, a whole square right. of thousands of people. That doesn't make uh-huh. sense to me. I think it was actually a million. It, yeah, it's a lot of people, but it doesn't yeah. kill the one dude who was like in direct contact with it. Right, right. Another right. example, fairy tale. Saeed, you and you and I both finished reading it, right? Right. Gajil like gets dragged down to hell essentially, and is like poof, gone, dead. But then it's like, nah, he's actually like brought back to life. Oh man, don't get me started on Makarov. I'm not gonna. <laughs> that man should have died four times. Oh, <laughs> um, he he technically kind of did, but then nah, nah, nah he's, he's okay. He came back. Yeah, he like consequence to has to be a thing. It just has right. to be. I guess the Yo, best Mike example guy. for consequence. Oh yeah, Mike Guy. Best yeah. best example for me for consequence wise in fiction. This might not be anime, but uh, early Game of Thrones had really good character writing and a sense of danger based off decisions characters made, which was like a big factor for me for why I liked the show so much, because that was like one of the, not only but best executed in that sense, like. Little choices that these characters make stack up, and the results might be shocking, but if you go back and watch it, you'll see the breadcrumbs of the mistakes that they made and what led to these quote-unquote plot twist moments. Mm-hmm. That type of writing is what I really, really like to see in characters and, and, plot. and on the Like a mixture of character and plot that makes sense. Yeah, and like rest and in the... peace to Telltale, because they did oh, something true. like that really well in video games. Walking Dead, Wolf Among Us, uh, I guess the Batman ones. I never played those. The Borderlands ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They'd show you too. They'd show you the chart of like how many people made the decisions that you made and like what impacts it would have had. Yeah, that stuff kind of hurts, but yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I want to make a quick point for me, and then open it up to I think a general thing that all three of us can finish up talking on. Uh, so for me, I think thinking on it right now. A big thing I really like is when a show can either subvert my expectations of what I think the show is, or it can kind of transcend what its advertised genre is in a way that makes sense um, into something else smoothly. So, like an initial D, where you start the show and you're like, oh, this is all about racing, but then it kind of subverts that expectation and slips into a more character-driven um what character driven story with individual people all having their own goals or trying to find out what to do with their lives um and you start watching it not for the racing but for how all these people are kind of growing up and living their lives right so like something like that or something like i don't know i don't know if this is like close to a 10 out of 10 it's probably a little close to a 10 out of 10 for me honestly but like an iron-blooded orphans not going to spoil it because saeed hasn't finished it but i had to bring it I up i watched two episodes last night i watched two oh, episodes okay. last there we night. go i'm getting it. He's, he's, there you go he's going um but something like that where it's like a mech series but then as you get deeper into it it the mech similar to the racing aspects of initial d are more of just a vehicle for emotions to spill out after episodes of setup and political intrigue and different character moments that are causing all of these conflicts. So uh, I like when a series is more so complex. The concept becomes than what the you... backdrop and then like the characters become the forefront. Exactly. Mm, yeah. that's, that's a perfect way to put it. I, I really like when shows can do that for me. Uh, but the one thing I want to finish out on that I think we can all talk about that I think is actually important to all of us 
and I talked about it as a negative in C control, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about examples of it in our things I don't like in certain animes episode coming up or trash anime episodes is kind of it goes hand in hand with writing and it's pacing uh, for a series and this I think is a good thing to end on because it ties back into our active watching kind of thing in the beginning a disclaimer in the beginning about how we watch anime and that it's not something a lot of people might pay attention to but it's very very important for me in enjoying a series I like when a series knows when to set things up and when to take a risk and be more slow and take its time. Right, um, right. It's a yeah. balance that's kind of hard to do, but when it's done right, it's very satisfying. Mm-hmm. There's always cons to like a very slow-paced show in general or a very fast-paced show in general. But if they like balance it out, like moments of, like like, like you said, know when to go slower and then speed it up. That's like the beauty that's like a chef's kiss moment mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think and even like what Dimitri was saying about having risks and consequences and stuff everything uh, for me personally almost plays into that pacing like there has to be a time for something to happen like something can't feel out of place or if something feels out of place like you're left on a cliffhanger you're left on a shocker it has to follow it up with like a well thought out reason as to why this happened or mm-hmm. explanations as to why something happened down the line. Um, I can't stand, like, I'm a big Gundam fan, huge Gundam fan. Um, they tried to do one where the original creator came back called Reconquista in G, and pretty much every episode, for no no reasons other than just to have it, uh, at least in the like first half of the series, there was just a fight against, like, fodder people. Like, alarm would go off, random no-name people would come out main character would go out and just destroy and there was no reason behind it it broke the flow of maybe a story thing that was going on like being able to know when to drop certain aspects of your story when to let the reader breathe or the viewer breathe and kind of gather up their thoughts on everything that happened and think about what's going forward instead of just blitzing them with fight after fight after fight or uh, boring them with just dialogue after dialogue after dialogue after dialogue without any main consequence um pacing is just if you can get that balance then you're that much closer to a 10 out of 10 which i think uh defining a 10 out of 10 for me it might not be a perfect show but it's a show that i feel like i will go back to and go back to and go back to Mm -hmm. because i don't think there's such thing i don't think there's such thing as a perfect anime series out there there isn't Uh, no, no, no. And that's for me. Like that's why in, enjoyment is another factor. Like the enjoyment more I think might, about be, it, might be my biggest factor. Now that I'm yeah, like it, it, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like if it, if I think it's a ten out of ten, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, then there's a high likelihood that I will buy it one day. Hmm. Mm. Right. I guess uh, for me, it's like the enjoyment factor. But like, there's a baseline of you have to meet these certain criteria, plot-wise and character-wise. Plus, that enjoyment factor would bump mine to a ten out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think on that note, um, dear listeners, when it comes to ten out of tens for us, we all have slightly different criteria. Uh, some of us add animation into it more than other people do. Some of us add uh, enjoyment, maybe. In I think we all. 
think enjoyment and pacing and writing and stuff is all up there but different genres play different roles maturity uh, the ways it's don't forget maturity, maturity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um the 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 way different shows present themselves or are presented and maybe subvert expectations all of that there's so many factors that go into it and i think it's perfect like we were just saying to know that really there is no 10 out of 10 show we can nitpick any type of show to the end of the ends of the earth about things that are issues and why it shouldn't be perfect but if you think it's a 10 out of 10 and you feel like you can go back and watch it a bunch of times then all the power to you like don't let anyone tell you anything otherwise back up your opinions for sure yeah know your uh, facts be respectful to other people get your facts be respectful to other people let them know let them know your your stance and understand their stance but for us uh, i hope that was a good glimpse into differences that we have into similarities that we all have um next episode we're gonna go kind of hard on some maybe some series we didn't like some series of just anime in general or or some aspects of anime in general that can detract from a series so um yeah just look forward to that this is our pacing this is our pacing arc because we're giving you what we like we're giving you what we don't like and then we're gonna just start talking about start talking about anything and everything anime related so look forward to that i appreciate the listens follow us on instagram at backlog bebop leave us some five-star reviews on the apple podcasts you know even though we know most of our listeners are on spotify so leave us a good comment on our instagram announcement with that being said my name is wes that was demetrius and saeed you guys know what to hit them to be continued bebop don't stop Peace.